Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to wives. Paul will address and instruct husbands in next week's message, but for now, ladies first. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Wives. It is God's design that in every aspect of society, in every relationship between people, that there be two roles fulfilled and they complement each other. Someone will be in authority or leadership and someone will submit to authority. Those overlap. There are gradations. It's different in every situation, but those principles are always present. Government authorities are established by God. They are given to us as a gift, and citizens submit to government. Even if it's a bad government, it's better than total anarchy. Um, Husbands are to provide leadership in their home. Wives are to be being subject to their own husbands. Parents are responsible to lead children, and children submit to parents. Employers are responsible for leadership and direction. Employees submit to employers. Elders are responsible before God for the oversight and the direction and the shepherding of the congregation. The congregation submits to the elders. That's God's design It's his design for order, for productivity, and for righteousness. And so the first group addressed here is the group that is in the role of uh, being subject in the marriage relationship. One of my favorite Bible commentators, William Hendrickson, now with the Lord, he made a great observation entering this section of Ephesians. He said, in his kindness toward womanhood, The Lord, fully realizing that within the family much of the care of the children will rest on the wife, has been pleased not to overburden her. Hence, he placed ultimate responsibility with respect to the household upon the shoulders of the husband. That's kind of anti-American. Kistemacher was Dutch, but he uh, he understood it anyway. A lot of people think, oh, you know, mom takes care of everything at home. I just go out and bring home a check. Wrong. Dead wrong. Totally wrong. Absolutely missing God's priority. Wives, be being subject to your own husbands. Now, would you notice how specific that is? Your own husbands. It says specifically, the husband that belongs to you. Your own unique husband. As a matter of fact, the word own is the word from which we get a couple of English words. The Greek word is idios. The words are idiom 
and, yep, you guessed it, idiot. I'll come back to that. It means one that is totally his own unique identity. An idiom is something that is unique to a particular language and may not fit the literal definition of things. Had a, we had a chapel speaker in a seminary one time who had just the day before arrived in America from Korea, his first time he'd ever been out of his home country. He had learned impeccable English in Korea, but he was explaining that they were a little late getting from the, the plane was a little late getting in, and his host said, uh, I wanted to take you to dinner. We don't really have time, but there's a great place we can stop off, and I'll treat you to your first hot dog. And the guy said, I was afraid he would feed me a warm puppy. <laughs> well, what does hot dog mean if you take it, if you take it literally? Well, that's an idiom. And, you know, before it gained its very demeaning connotation, the word idiot was an accurate description of a person who is totally unto himself or totally unto herself, completely different and distinct and unique from all the others. Now, I will refrain from connecting the root of the English word idiot with anything to do with your own husband. That's up to you. If you want to go there and have that discussion this afternoon, go for it. But it says wives are to submit not to every man, just to their own husbands. Think of it this way. Your idiomatic husband The Phillips translation of this verse says, you wives must learn to adapt yourselves to your husbands as you submit to the Lord. It's a matter of adaptation and arranging and and matching things up as they need to be. This is not saying all women should submit to all men in all things. And it doesn't teach anything resembling male superiority. It's just that in the marriage relationship, the husband is the one ultimately responsible to God for decisions, for godliness, for direction. And the woman occupies a role of responding and adapting to that leadership so that when the two come together, that new thing is more than the two individuals could have been by themselves. That's God's plan. It's like two pillars that hold up a structure. Both authority and submission have to be properly placed or they both crumble and bring down the building with them. Now remember, the umbrella command here is be filled with the Spirit. One of the many evidences of being led by the Holy Spirit is to be in submission to your own husband, as we are all in submission to one another. And remember, this word means voluntarily arranging yourself under the leadership of another. Submission is voluntary on the part of the one who submits. Submission is voluntary in marriage. There's a difference between voluntary and optional. It means to to be your choice, but it doesn't mean you have a choice to do it or not to do it. This is God's design. So-called submission, which is enforced by the one in authority, that's called slavery. And in the context of marriage, it falls into the category that we now call abuse. 
an excellent wife. Who can find? Did you read what I wrote on our anniversary? Me! I did! Her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of your life. That's submission as it's meant to be lived out. The command is being subject to your own husbands. Now the motive at the end of verse 22. As to the Lord. As to the Lord reveals the motive for all aspects of Christian submission, including what we saw in verse 21. We are all being subject to one another as unto the Lord. The misinterpretation of this phrase is to turn it into saying you have to submit to your husband exactly the same way you submit to your Lord. Well, wives, in case you haven't noticed it yet, there's a big difference between your husband and Jesus Christ. And you have to live with that. To Christ, we are all slaves. He bought us from our bondage to sin to set us free to now be slaves to righteousness. And, and we are His slaves and yet we are His friends. It's never said of the relationship of a wife to a husband that it's master and slave. Quite, the diff, quite different than that. This phrase means you should regard your submission to your husband as obedience rendered to Christ. It is worshiping Christ to respond properly to your very own idiomatic husband. You adapt yourself to him because of your love for the Lord who brought you into this relationship. And your trust in the Lord that He will order your steps within your marriage. Same idea as verse 21. Submit to one another as Christians out of reverence for Christ. The command is be being subject to your own husband. The motive? As to the Lord. The reason? Well, this is God's design. Look at verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body. The reason for submitting is that this is the order of creation as God designed it for our good. A body without a head doesn't get much done. A head without a body might have lots of ideas and none of them work. But a coordinated head and body where both function properly, that produces beauty, productivity, and grace. The original plan of God for marriage is described in Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. The woman was created to be the perfect helper for the man. There's an old Hebrew, Hebrew prob, uh, parable that says that woman was not taken from the head of man so that she would not be his superior nor was she taken from the foot of man so that she would be his inferior. She was taken from the side so that she might be his companion. Oh, and by the way, God put him to sleep so he had no clue what was going on until he woke up and found, wow, this is the one for me. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.